0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting. Ready, break. Now, from the WATH Studios, here's Ethan Sargent.
1: Good evening, Southeast Ohio, and welcome to the Sports Fan, live inside the WATH Studios. 70 degrees and overcast today here in Athens on this Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Happy homecoming again to all our Bobcats in town. If any alumni are listening, welcome back. Uh, It's great to have you back in Athens. You can feel the energy around the town as we're joined today. It's a two-man job today. Me and Max Brunke will be taking you through all the local, national, and regional sports topics of the day here on The Sports Fan. So, of course, Max, we don't have our full repertoire of AFC North friends with us today, but we will talk AFC North football. We'll talk a little bit about what happened last week, but focus a little bit more on what is looking ahead for these teams. Of course, one team on break this week week Cleveland you don't got to worry you guys have the week off going into the bye at two and two then of course another packed weekend of college football is on the horizon Bobcats hosted Kent State tomorrow three thirty Eastern for homecoming over at Peden Stadium should be a real fun one between the Bobcats and the Golden Flashes and then of course the wild card round of the Major League Baseball playoffs has already come to a close four sweeps out of four some more shocking than others max let's start with the afc north uh we'll start with what happened last week uh, just a quick thing we'll we'll really quickly just take a look at the scores uh from each of the game's in the National Football League last weekend for the uh, the AFC North, uh, it, it was a pretty unsuccessful weekend. Max, we'll we'll keep it real. Oh one gosh. team one team much happier than the rest, and that's the Baltimore Ravens who took care of business in Cleveland against the Deshaun Watson-less Browns by a score of twenty eight to three. The Ravens defense was stifling, limiting Dorian Thompson Robinson, not allowing the Browns to get any offensive momentum. And then the Baltimore offense just eventually wore that Cleveland defense down and it was just too much to handle for a Cleveland team, you know, down their quarterback. Yeah, Ravens take advantage of a uh, a QB
2: one less Browns and and they really they really took it to them. I I think as a Ravens fan, if I'm thinking like Cedric Granger right now, I'm really happy about the dominant way that they did that. They they uh, pulled out that victory. It, it was very impressive to see the Ravens not only win that game, but really never slowed down. Um, I, 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 this was. I actually watched more of this game than I watched my own team, the Steelers. Although I had both games on, uh, this game just kind of caught my eye more, and I think that was because of the way that the Ravens were were uh, pulling that off. But uh, uh, yeah, there was not really much to watch in the Steelers game, so uh, that kept my eye more. Uh, D- DTR. I don't. I don't honestly uh, hate the way that they they tried to the Browns tried to use DTR this this week. Um, I don't i don't even think he's a bad athlete whatsoever i think that the ravens defense just played fantastic and and uh yeah that's kind of my evalu- evaluation on him i don't i don't think that i have much of like a a uh, actual statement to make about his performance but yeah i, I think the ravens should be proud of uh, what they did this uh this uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah, and I think I have to give a shout-out on behalf of, of Cedric Ranger, who's over at the uh, the Yell Like Hell pep rally right now, over on College Green. Uh, of course, homecoming week for the Bobcats, getting the uh, getting the student body riled up ahead of this game coming up against Kent State uh, tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about that game later on in the show, as oh, mentioned. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have to give a huge shout-out to the Ravens linebacking core. I mean, Patrick Queen, I think, has really taken a big step, a- and it really helps to have a guy like Roquan Smith next to Of course, the Ravens paid the big bucks to Roquan Smith, deservedly so, because Roquan is one of the best inside linebackers in all of football. But when I think we've really seen Patrick Queen develop this year, because there were a lot of Ravens fans that were less than pleased with the way Patrick Queen started his career I- I- in Baltimore. But I think he's really started to it up um, and find ways to be more impactful um, on the inside for the Ravens. So again, they, they, they come away with an impressive victory over the Browns. Yeah. Uh, 28-3. to The Bengals, we talked a lot about this on Tuesday. What's going on with Joe Burrow? What went wrong for them against the Titans? So we're not going to dive too much more into it today, Max, but it was just a bad loss for the Bengals. 27-3. to uh, The Bengals fall in Nashville to the Tennessee Titans, and their season is pretty much on the line this weekend, and we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, but it was also not a very good weekend for your Pittsburgh Steelers, Max. Falling on the road to the Houston Texans, 30-6. to Kenny Pickett goes down during the game. Uh, The big news coming out today is he was a full go in practice earlier today. So it does look like Kenny Pickett's going to make it back for this weekend for the Steelers. Um, But it's just a very discouraging loss for a Steelers team that came into the weekend, you know, leading the division almost in spite of themselves uh, because the offensive struggles have been so readily apparent for this Pittsburgh team. It's just been such a massive struggle um, through to 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 generate any sort of offense, the defense has had to carry such a big load for this team. And it just all kind of buckled against, you know. Uh, shout out the Ohio State to Michigan connection of C.J. Stroud to Nico Collins. Um, just been, it's been a real special connection. I think it's something that uh, the Buckeye fans and Wolverine fans can both get behind alike. Um, but you know, regardless of what's going on in Houston, you got to start questioning Matt Canada, as the majority of Pittsburgh Steeler fans are these days.
2: Yeah, Kenny Pickett back this week. That was big news that came out today. He will be active. Uh, Honestly, this was something that I really wanted to ask you mm-hmm. uh, from a from an outside perspective why does Matt Canada still have a job and I'm gen- and, and it comes off so harsh and no, so blunt it, it's but a very I mean it so
1: seriously. It's a very valid question to ask if you're a Steeler fan because you've seen this offense I mean ever since Matt Canada got promoted after the uh, you know after their massive failure at the end of 2020 you start the season 11-0 and and then they they lose and they, they pretty much cleaned house after that playoff loss to the Browns at home in, in the COVID season um, but but Matt Canada stuck around. He got promoted to offensive coordinator after that game. And in these two and a quarter years since then, have we really seen that much from the Steeler offense? I think you can give him a little bit of a pass in 2021 because Big Ben was, was very much on his last legs and, and he was retiring after the year. And they, they even ended up making the playoffs that year. But Skin of their
2: teeth. Yeah. By, by,
1: by, by the hair on their chinny chin, chin chin, exactly. But... This and last year, there was a lot more of the same issues that permeated throughout this offense. And in the words of, of my good friend, Zach Mothersbaugh, who is a very big Steeler fan, they run the U and I'm holding up like almost, uh, for any Miami Hurricane fans out there, it's what they you know, the the classic you and I'm holding that up because that's what the Steeler offense is. It, the, the, the Matt Canada will just chuck you know, whoever it was, whether it's Deontay Johnson who's injured right now, whether it was Juju Smith-Schuster a couple years ago um, whether it's George Pickens now he's just going to chuck them on go routes and he's just going to hope that he catches one one of these days. They don't utilize the middle of the field correctly. They can't run the ball. Do, do they, they, do we use Lies the middle
2: of the field at all? No. Our one touchdown that we had that that was a a decent play, uh, not not in the the, in Texas game, the game before uh, against the Raiders. The George Pickens touchdown through the middle was actually in or, uh excuse me I think that was the Browns game actually uh, my bad he uh, had he had a, he had a, a streak through the, through the middle of the field it had been un, unutilized the entire game and he scored on the first play that we we, we hit that spot of the field I don't understand I mean, yeah why you, do we hit the, the flat game is the so perfect much example it's I going
1: mean, to kill me you see the one the one big play that's probably the best play that the pittsburgh steelers have had all year was that that deep shot to pickens in the browns game absolutely where they utilized the the flat and they got the post look that they wanted i still don't know what martin emerson is doing on that play browns fans got to help me out there because that was some of the worst tackling form i've ever seen in my life Uh, martin emerson's a good player by the way but that that was awful tackling um but when you look at the season as a whole for Pittsburgh right now i mean they got doubled up in total yards in Houston 225 to 451 they got doubled up in first downs 12 to 24 uh, it can't happen and i know the Houston is a team that's in a little bit of limbo right now you they they've they've had such an unbelievable start to the season like many people expected them to be kind of kings of the tank ball but they're right there in that division it's anybody's anybody's game in the afc south right now um but it's just an excusable for, for Pittsburgh and kinda of, what would you say needs to change? Because I will say, Matt Canada I think Steelers fans might want to plug your ears for this. Matt Canada's not going anywhere this season. I know. If they make I a change, that. if they the Steelers do not make in season changes. The Bengals are the same way. And I know there are a lot of Bengals fans that want offensive changes on the coaching staff. That's not gonna happen either. The Bengals and Steelers are very similar in that way in that they do not make in season coaching firingslash hirings unless things go awful like they are they are under the floor bad like i remember in in 2018 this is the last time i can remember the bengals fired terrell austin who actually is now the De- pittsburgh steelers defensive coordinator um because the bengals were giving up something like 500 yards per game on average because that's what terrell Aust- terrell austin defenses do they're all about turnovers so that's what we're looking at here if you're a Steelers fan hmm buckle up because it, it, that's how it's going to be and they've got a very tough matchup this week and I think now is the perfect time to kind of transition forward into next week of course we're going to skip Cleveland as we mentioned they're off this week uh, they, they get a much needed buy uh, get Deshaun Watson healthy um, and we'll see them in, in week six when they take on the 49ers it's going to be a real tough game for them um, it'll be real interesting to see how they compete against that just probably the most dominant team in football right now in San Francisco but moving back to week five, uh, we'll start with Cincinnati, and it is a must-win game in every sense of the word, and it's crazy to be saying that in week five, but it's true. The Bengals head to Arizona to take on a Cardinals team that's looked very feisty through four weeks. They have competed in almost every game they've been in. Their one win is against Dallas. Um, They gave a lot of... Problems to San Francisco last week, hung in that game for a while, Um, obviously blew it really hard in the second half against the Giants uh, a couple weeks ago. But this is a Cardinals team that is well-coached by Jonathan Gannon. He's put a lot of fight and a lot of heart in this team. Um, Josh Dobbs has more passing yards than Joe Burrow right now. Uh, 814 yards for Dobbs, 728 for Burrow. Uh, not many people would have predicted that uh, at the start of the year. Leading rusher for them is James Conner with six two carries, 318 yards, um, and a couple of scores. Um if you're Cincinnati right now, and of course, I think that the, the big MO throughout uh, the, the media meetings that they've had this week from Burrow, from Mike Hilton, from Jamar Chase, the sense of urgency is there in that Cincinnati locker room. They know that they're talented. They know that they have the team, but they know that they cannot lose this week. They know that they cannot go into the bye at anything less than three and three, right? If they go into the bye at three and three, you can reset, you can regroup, right? Because if you remember last year, they went into the bye at four and four. Right, they, And they, they came out after that bye, they came out swinging. They didn't lose another game until the AFC Championship. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen again this year. But they're fighting behind the ball. And Burrow also said that his calf feels the best it's felt since the beginning of the season. Will we see a more active Joe Burrow that we actually did see for a long time in the Ravens game, right until the end where he seemed to just retweak it there a little bit at the end of that Ravens game on the very last play. Um, will we see a, a more active, a more confident Joe Burrow? That's a big thing we talked about with Cedric um, on, on Tuesday was that whole mental aspect of having that calf injury and being able to be like, can I move in the pocket? Can I make the plays that we're so accustomed to seeing Joe Burrow make? Uh, I think it's very much doable, but, The offensive scheme is going to be key. And then can the defense be healthy? Cam Taylor Britt is questionable still in the concussion protocol. He's going to be a big miss. If he can't play, you know, also popped up on the injury report today with a back problem. He's also questionable for the weekend. Oh boy. So the Bengals secondary may be a little thin DJ Turner, probably in line for a couple of extra reps for the Bengals this weekend. But what do the Bengals have to do this weekend, max to improve on what happened last week?
2: Well, you, you mean everything you said was correct. This is a must win game for the Bengals. Uh, uh, and the Cardinals are very. there's This is a sneaky team. Josh Dobbs. Where I mean, this guy has his well, Steelers and We'll
1: will both know. Uh, they they've seen both. Josh Dobbs has suited up and played games for both of those teams.
2: Yeah, I, and and I didn't. Yeah, he did not show any of this poise in in Pittsburgh. And and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, we should have held on to him. But um, he it, no. As a Pittsburgh fan, it does. it This game doesn't. Or the Cardinals do annoy me right now because James Connor dumped him. He's he's looked fantastic through through the first four weeks uh and again this is a one in three cardinals team but this is a fantastic i am not so sorry I, I i wouldn't say fantastic but this is this is a cardinals team that showed a lot of grit and i think that they're 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 surprising a lot of people they're going to continue to surprise a lot of people but you are correct this is a uh, a, Bengals, a Bengals game that, that that they need to win. They're on. The, is uh, I don't think you mentioned this, but they are on the road. They're yeah. in Arizona. Arizona, a, so
1: it's a time change as well. It's, it's going to be change. a, a one p.m. kickoff tough in Arizona, uh, but it's a four twenty-five national. Um, it, it's going to be a big time game, and I think I think we're going to have to see Joe Burrow make some plays that we haven't yeah. seen him make through three weeks or four weeks. Excuse me, we haven't really seen Joe Burrow really, with the exception of the second half in Baltimore, we haven't seen Joe Burrow look like Joe Burrow. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he did look very good in that second half of Baltimore with the exception of the interception. He made some great plays in that second half to keep Cincinnati in that ballgame until the very end. But ever since he retweaked that calf right at the end of that game, he still has not looked like himself. And I think... The Bengals have to get more creative on offense this week. They have to be better. They have to control the game from the front. And, again, if they can win this game, you can start thinking about bouncing back against a Seattle team. Now, let me remind you, you had 11 sacks against the Giants. We haven't even mentioned that. The Bengals' offensive line has to be better. Um, It is is a Cardinals front that is not, you know, star-studded. But there are some solid players up there. Uh, They gave the San Fran line, which is one of the better lines in football, they gave them a couple issues. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And I think, again, the Bengals are going to have to step up and play their best football. We'll move, we'll move on to uh, to the big one in the AFC North this week, Baltimore with an early chance to stamp their authority in the division as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore can take, I believe a, a two and a half game lead on the rest of the division if they can pick up a win, regardless of what happens in Cincinnati, because um, if they were to win this game, they would be four and one and Cleveland would be the next best team there at two and two, so it would be a two and a half game lead just five weeks in for Baltimore. You'd have to be on top of the world if you're John Harbaugh and the Ravens, but again No easy feat, no easy feat for uh, the Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because again, it's always a tough place to play. Uh, Accresure stadium, Heinz field, whatever you want to call it. It's always a tough place to play for division rivalry. The Browns found that out the hard way a couple weeks ago. Um, We're going to find out if Pittsburgh's defense can keep up with Lamar Jackson. They did a good job of limiting Deshaun Watson and forcing him into a few mistakes in the game a couple weeks ago on Monday night, Uh, but Lamar has been so good this year at just being efficient, limiting his mistakes. Eight total touchdowns for Lamar this year, four through the air, four on the ground, just one interception for Lamar Jackson as well he is also the Ravens leading rusher 220 yards on the ground Kenny Pickett 803 yards and four touchdowns but four early interceptions already this season for the young passer out of pit George Pickens currently leads uh, a couple of young guys actually leading the receiving yards for both of these teams Pickens the second year player with 263 yards and then Zay Flowers leading receiver right now for Baltimore that may change pretty soon though because Mark Andrews if you'll remember had to sit out back in week one Ah, and he has been a favorite target once Again, for Lamar Jackson this year, already hauled in a couple of scores. So, as a Pittsburgh fan, Max, what do the Steelers have to do to? handle Lamar Jackson, but then more specifically on the offensive side of the ball, how can they move the ball on this Ravens front? Well, before I say this,
2: I, I think C.J. Stroud looked absolutely fantastic last week, but it, it's it got to get better in the secondary. I, I, I thought that they, it was it was very lackluster. It, it's kind of what I, it was a point I wanted to make when we were talking about the Bengals. I, I just don't see this, the pep in their step, especially on offense. I think I feel the same way about the, the Steelers secondary, at least in the uh, Texans game. I just didn't, I didn't see the, the willingness to to really uh, go out and get the win I, I we reap we reap the benefit of, of being at home uh, against the Ravens here I this is a really tough game to win I, I even though um, we're we're at home. Um, the Steelers uh I, I'm trying to say positive things about the Steelers and I can't it's really difficult uh because I, I just don't have anything to be excited about right now I, I can't say this offense is going to outplay that offense uh, the, uh, Lamar Jackson's an electric player Zay Flowers looks like he's going to be an electric player the only way I feel about or the only person I feel about like, like that on the Steelers is George Pickens, and he is an absolutely fantastic football player. But I, just, I, I can't get my pep in the step to their pep in the step because they don't have any. It, it,
1: it's really, it's really, no, I think really I, tough. I, I really think that the Bengals and Steelers are suffering from a lot of the same confidence issues. Um, I think that both yeah. teams are really struggling to it. just. It, it, Embrace our authority and i do just really quickly want to mention some sad news coming out of the nfl coming out right now bears legend dick buckus has passed away at the age of 80 what? one of the one of the better football players of our time one of the better defensive players of all time, unfortunately, has passed away. And of course, Bears and Commanders uh, is tonight on Thursday night, so that'll make that occasion all the more emotional. You remember last year when uh, uh, the Steel, what's his name? Uh, Franco, what, with Franco, Har- the Immaculate Reception, Franco, uh, uh, Franco Harris. Franco Harris, I did have it right. Yeah, when Franco Harris passed away uh, a day before that game, that really just increased the emotion of that game. And I feel like we'll see something similar tonight in Chicago between that game, uh, between the Bears and Commanders. Even if it's not in Chicago, I, I actually don't know exactly where that game is. I don't know if it's in chicago or if it's in washington it's in washington, it's in washington. In washington. but still it, the the occasion will precede itself um and unfortunately we, we want to wish uh send our well wishes over wow. to, to dick and his family um but yeah it's very sad very sad um but yeah obviously the nfl uh is an ever-moving machine and that's just kind of it will be uh, a big occasion tonight we'll talk a little bit more about that game later on in the show it should be a uh, I think it will be a football game that might be the best way to describe what's going to go on tonight between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders but before we go to our first break of the day let's give our game picks for this week before we do that I want to talk about something that we've actually been doing here at the sports fan with a couple of the other uh guys who hop on here me uh, you you still have to oh, go did, and do them did, because I, you're no, behind
2: did I, did I not do it last you, week
1: you didn't you didn't <laughs>
2: i, I could have
1: sworn I so that. so me and cedric and carl have our pick'em league um and we have our picks set for this week but there has been a change in the standings for the sports fan crew and that is your boy is currently on top of the leader board overtook Cedric last week Uh, I'm at 43 victories to 21 losses uh, for a 96.7% Cedric Two games behind me at 41 wins, 23 losses uh, for 89.6%. And then Carl, uh, I think the per- that's just the percentile of the picks, by the way. Um, and then Carl coming in at third, 39 wins to 24 losses. And then, Max, you're going to have to do something pretty crazy to climb up the leaderboard since you missed the first four weeks. See, I did, but, too. I, um, I didn't do well, yeah. so I'm glad oh, I, I didn't okay. register. It's okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but I think let's – uh. We'll start with the Bengals and Cardinals. Can the Bengals pick themselves up off the bat and get the victory on Sunday?
2: I think they need to win this game. I think the Bengals do win this game, not easily. Uh, no. I'll, I'll let you go a little bit deeper, but yeah, it's going to be a really, really it's, this is going to be a good football game, by the way. It's going to be a really good football
1: game. Yeah, I, I think that we're going to see a burrow that, that comes out angry, and I think he's going to try and test that calf a little bit more this week. Yeah. I think he knows the stakes. I think the Bengals as a whole know the stakes this week, because if they lose and they fall to 1-4, and four, there might have to be some serious questions asked within that organization. I don't think they'll let those questions get asked just yet. Give me the Bengals in, in a close game. I'll go 27-24. I I'll go 27 to 24. I think think they'll find a way to close it out in the end maybe a late McPherson field goal to take the lead Uh, Bengals find a way to win in Arizona and then they move on to Seattle at two and three now the big one in the AFC North this week Ravens versus Steelers Max can your Steelers pull off the big upset
2: I don't think they do it I I think the Ravens the Ravens beat down the Steelers' defense in the secondary. Lamar Jackson has a big day through the air. He, this is going to be like a 300-passing, 100-rushing y- yards day for Lamar Jackson. It's going to be really, really rough, and the Steelers' offense is going to score three points. <laughs> so maybe maybe six points, two Boswell field goals, which uh, he, he is – the, the bright spot of this team, I guess, right now, which is just embarrassing, but two Boswell field goals and a defensive touchdown give me twenty-eight to thirteen Ooh, Ravens. Okay,
1: uh, yeah, I think that the, I think this game is going to be close for a half. Uh, I think it might you might go into the locker room at like 10-7, like 10-6, something like that. I'd be ecstatic, um, honestly. But I think, I think that Baltimore will pull away in the second half. I think that they just got too much talent on both sides of the ball. Don't think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball on the Ravens' defense. Um, give me the Ravens. Uh, let's go 20. I actually really like 20-13. I'll change it up a little bit, though. I'll go 28-16. I think they'll find a way to get a couple more points. Yeah. Especially Chris late in the game. Well. Late in the game. Love them. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's homecoming once again here in Athens. We'll pre- Preview. The Bobcats take it on Kent State tomorrow at 3.30. You're listening to the Sports Fan Live on WATH. Hello, football fans. This is voice of the Bulldogs, Cedric Granger. After Athens' dominant 48-27 win over Megs, the Dogs travel on the road to face off against their TVC foes, the Wellston Golden Rockets. Can Athens make it three wins in a row? Find out on Friday. Join me and analyst Matt Frazee at 6.45 p.m. on 970 W.A.T. Calling all dog lovers in Nelsonville, the city is barking up excitement for a new dog park, and they need your help to make it happen. Nelsonville is vying for the 2023 Pet Safe Unleashed Dog Park Contest, a national competition that could bring a dream dog park worth up to $50,000 to the community. Here's where you come in. They're seeking letters of support from local businesses, groups, civic leaders, and community members. Share why you believe Nelsonville needs a dog park, and how it would Benefit our furry friends and neighbors. Don't worry, there's a support letter template available for download. Just head to the link or write your own heartfelt letter. The deadline is October 12th, so make sure to send your letters to Nelsonville Dog Park at cityofnelsonville.com. Your support can make tails wag and faces smile. Let's bring a Possum new dog park to Nelsonville. Game on, Fire to the end zone. Caught Into the hell. Six
0: for the cats. Ohio wins Bucks through everybody. And he sprints six for the cats. This Saturday, Ohio returns home for a max showdown with Kent State. The ball is gone. Back to the end zone. Beat this baby green light. Our coverage begins at 2 30 on your home for Bobcats Football. You've got a homecoming infotainment date for the Cats and Flashes.
1: Local coverage starts at 1 30 on the flagship. Pure Rock 105 XTQFM.
0: You're listening to 970. 970- WATH and the Sports Fan.
1: Back live in the WATH studios, it's The Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ethan Sergeant Max Brunke taking you through all the local regional and national sports topics of the day, and I think we have another packed slate of college football coming up this weekend, but first, going down a level, we've got a big day of high school football tomorrow as well, you'll have the both of us in your airwaves once again, but that'll be over on XTQ and then Mix 96 FM as well for Football Friday kickoff live at 5pm, and then Carl Blaylock, Jacob Mata will take you through the massive matchup in the TBZ Hawking between the Trimble Tomcats and the Eastern Eagles. Eagles over at Gloucester Memorial Stadium. That uh, coach's show will start at 6.30, and then the matchup will start at 7 p.m. And then right here on WATH, you can listen to the voice of the Bulldogs. Mr. Cedric Granger will take you through the matchup between Athens and Wellston. Matt Frazee will be on there as well. That is also 6.30 um, time to start, and then 7 p.m. kickoff. Should be a fun one over on XTQ uh, tomorrow, Max. I'm excited. Should be a, another great week. We've got some awesome matchups from around the region to preview, and some really cool stories as well that I'm very excited to uh, take a look at, too. So we'll uh, bring you all that and more tomorrow over on Football Friday kickoff live over on WXTQ and on Mix 96 FM or the Total Media Radio app as well, where you can listen anywhere on the planet Of course, the other thing you can listen to on Saturday over on WXTQ, as you just heard uh, in the advertisement, Russ Eisenstein and Rob Cornelius will take you through the matchup between the Ohio Bobcats and the Kent State Golden Flashes. That's at 3.30 Eastern over on WXTQ. Uh, Should be a real fun matchup. Let's talk about this matchup, Max. Ohio is favored by 26 points over Kent State. And, and, and it's important to preface that Kent State are very much a rebuilding team. They are uh, in a, a year one of a new head coach, it is a new program. Um, and it is a new team that is coming in. They lost 19 of 22 starters from last year, including their entire offense. Every single player on offense needed to be replaced for the Kent State Golden Flashes, uh, at least in terms of their starters from last year, whether it was transfers or eligibility requirements. They are running out an entirely new team on the offensive side of the ball. Gave Miami a pretty good fight last week. 23-3 was the final, and that's a really high-flying offense uh, that the Miami Redhawks, that'll they'll bring here to Peden Stadium in just a couple weeks' time. Should be a real fun matchup in the Battle of the Bricks between those two squads. But Kent State's defense was able to limit uh, Brett Gabbert and that high-flying offense to just 23 points, um, and Ohio is going to have their hands full on the defensive side of the ball. But on the other side, the Ohio defense just been an absolute immovable object so far. Ranked top 10 nationally in some of the most important defensive metrics, run stopping, pass stopping, um, defensive stops, and total defensive EPA. Um, I could list them all but the Bobcat defense is not just good by max standards it's good by national standards and it's really just been a marvel to see it all come together this year I've especially uh, you know it's important to have a short memory as a Bobcat fan but you'll remember last year they were giving up 52 points to Fordham they gave up a lot of yards they gave up almost over 700 total yards to this Kent State team last year over at Kent where well, they ended up losing in overtime but they gave up 726 total yards in that game and the only reason they didn't lose by a lot more than what they lost by is because they got a couple real timely turnovers in the red zone. So this defense, almost entirely different vibes around it now than the ones that we saw a year ago. Um, The other big news for the Bobcats, unfortunate news as well, Jacoby Jones out for the season with a lower leg injury. It's a big blow to the Bobcats wide receiver core, but it's something that they can handle because, Max, that wide receiver core is so deep so deep it's similar this has been amazing this year
2: but uh, it, it's especially that like we knew curtis Rourke was good and we knew he was going to be good this year but he's really grown up and, and you and after uh going out of the san diego state game in week zero uh, he's looked like a much more confident uh player much more uh, a much more leader role um and, and i think he he embraces that a lot uh we also we also lose cj harris um for the remainder of the year, he was QB number two. It looks like uh, um, that that will be uh, a little bit of a loss, just in case Curtis goes back down because he had uh, a lot of experience last year at the end of at the end of the season when uh, Curtis tore his ACL midway through the year. Um, I, I, th- I think the run game could look a little bit better from Ohio as well. Uh, Bangura has gotten a lot of carries, and and it just hasn't looked like the uh, dominant force that we were expecting to see after a really good year from last year yeah the offense there's no there's no doubts about it but uh, I, I think the linebacker core for Ohio has really grown up. Um, I, I've known Bryce Houston for a very long time. He's always been a great football player. I had no doubt about him, but he looks a lot faster this year. I think the same thing about Key Thompson. They they have re, they, when when the when the when the the play gets spread wide, I don't worry at all. Um, like I do, kind of like when I when I watch Ohio State um, uh, the last couple of years with that linebacker core. I didn't think Steel Chambers or Tommy Eikenberg were were fast enough to to uh, be playing. Some of these these skill players that they were playing, but I I really think that that Bryce Houston and Key Thompson have, have grown up in that area, especially. I'm proud of this defense. They look absolutely outstanding.
1: This is going to be an easy win for Ohio, it's just in the manner that they do it, Ethan. Well, I I think that those two are such important two to mention. Bryce Houston, Key Thompson. I mean, they're leaders of that defense. They're roommates. They're basically best buds. They've been living together now for I think four years. Um, they're BFFs. Like these guys, not just on the field but off the field. They help lead this team in so many aspects both 50 year graduate seniors they are truly the heart and soul that defense and everything runs through them. Guys lean on them because they are the playmakers. We saw keith Thompson score a touchdown two weeks ago against Bowling Green. Bryce Houston flying all over the field against Iowa State had 15 total tackles, a couple tackles for loss. I mean, just everything good through this defense typically runs through those two guys. So it's just uh, really special to see those two just lead from the front. And I I think that again, I think Ohio may labor a little bit at the start of this game, but once they find their form, I think that they'll be able to dispatch this Kent State team pretty comfortably. I I think that we'll see a much better offensive performance. I think that they're still looking for a little bit of offensive rhythm, the Bobcats. Obviously Curtis Rourke looked like his normal self last week. 14-16 for 198 yards and 3 touchdowns. More touchdowns and incompletions for the Maple Missile uh, two weeks ago uh, over in Bowling Green. But I think this week, I think again, they're going to lean on Sam Wiglutz. They're going to lean on uh, their tight ends as well. Kak Merrick and um, Forster as well. They're going to lean on those two guys to be the safety blankets for Curtis, and I think they also need to establish the run game a little bit more than they have, because if you could establish C.A. Bingura and Oshawn Allison... Um you're going to open up so many lanes for Curtis Rourke. And he's also, he looks a lot more confident in using his legs over the last couple weeks recently as well. I think he was a little cautious, you know, coming back from an ACL, MCL tear. It's a little bit, you're, you're cautious those first couple games, but now I think we're really seeing Curtis. The confidence is way up. This team just as a whole, the confidence is through the roof right now. They still have not lost a game since they have rechristened Pete Stadium and Frank Solich Field. They now take a piece of that field everywhere they go. And I don't believe they've lost because I don't think they did that when they went to Kent State. But they did do it both the FAU week and the BG week. They brought a piece of the Frank with them. So they still haven't lost on the Frank home or away. So this team did not is playing with so much swagger, so much confidence, so much endeavor. And I think we're really going to see a complete performance. As you know, Mac plays really starting to ramp up, right? And again, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier on. All roads lead to that massive, massive, massive battle of the bricks between Ohio and Miami in, I believe, three weeks' time. That's a Saturday, 3.30 kickoff, Halloween weekend for the Bobcats. It's going to be a lot of fun that game. That's a really good Miami team. We're going to talk a lot more about that game when it comes to be that week. That's a Miami team that's putting up some nationally recognized numbers on offense. Uh, They upset Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. They're a real good football team. and They're going to come here. Haven't beaten Ohio since 2019. Uh, Didn't play in 2020. Then 2021 and 2022 were both Ohio victories. Uh, 2021 was a real shocker as well. Really cost Miami a lot that year. Losing here at Pete Stadium to an Ohio team that was really struggling at that Time, yeah. And then last year, Ohio rolled up to uh, to Oxford and just kind of dismantled Miami. It was a pretty uh, routine drawing. I think again, Ohio all focus will still be this week, uh, and they'll be focused on a Kent State team that is not going to go down without a fight. Uh, but they're going to make things they're going to make things difficult. Um, but again, I, I would expect Curtis Work and the Bobcats to settle in and find a way to win the football game. Uh, let's talk about some of the other matchups from around the the country. The Bobcats uh, are in action, but they're the Buckeyes are also in action, and it's a big-time game for the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. They're taking on an unbeaten Maryland team that I really just think is kind of flown under the radar a little bit. I feel like they should be nationally ranked. Um, totally a tug of course, to Of course, Tua's younger brother has been a stud. 111 completions on 169 tries, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns to so just three picks. They've got some real talent on the offensive side of the ball. But again, this Ohio State defense has really been what they've leaned on so far this season they're allowing just 149 pass yards a game Um which is really special, especially when you consider they played against Sam Hartman uh, of Notre Dame uh, two weeks ago. They were off last week, similar to the Bobcats. Um, they're on the road, or excuse me, no, they're at home. They're, they're taking on Maryland at home this week. Um, how can Maryland stay in this game? And I think that'll be the thing, because if Maryland can stick around and just hang in this football game, people will start to ask the questions. Can Ohio State finally put together a more complete offensive performance like we saw against Western Kentucky, or will Maryland be able to hang around? No, I, I think the
2: offense will look really good, but I think Maryland will hang around. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, it, it, do you happen to know the over/under in this game? Because I bet, I bet it would be uh, high.
1: It is 57, according yeah. to Caesar Sports,
2: and that's pretty high for a Big Ten game. Um Yeah, 57. I, I like that line, though. I would, I would take that over because uh, Tulia, Yeah, as you mentioned, he's he's been he's been fantastic. You're going to see a, a lot of motion in the backfield from this Maryland team this uh, in this game. I'm. Really Really glad Ohio State is at home. As as a a man that grew up a Buckeye fan, I'm from Columbus. Um, I'm, I'm glad that Ohio State is at home in this game um, because going to Maryland is
1: is a scary thing to do, we, especially we, as like a big favorite. You know, when you're one of those right. big when you're one of those big Big Ten teams, like a Michigan or a Penn State comes to town, like, people are going to show up, and Ohio State's very much in that category as well. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think that Kyle McCord still needs to find a little bit of rhythm, but we saw such a brilliant flash in that last drive. Made some huge throws. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Marvin Harrison Jr., who's still nursing that ankle injury from a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he would have played last week if there was a um, if there was a game. I don't think he would have played. I think it would have been, it was still very swollen after the game according to Ryan Day Um, and I think we'll see we'll see if they limit Marvin Harrison a little bit and try and just make sure again it's happened a couple times out of Buckeye receivers in their their provocative last year Uh, of course JSN last year nursed that hamstring injury really didn't play all that much but Marvin Harrison going to look to continue Ohio State 20 point favorites that's the big noon kickoff over on Fox tomorrow four ranked matchups max and I want you to pick the most interesting one of the four coming up this weekend over on ABC it's no Notre Dame once again taking on a 5-0 Louisville squad who are enjoying their best season probably since the Lamar Jackson years uh, right now. Louisville is 5-0, Notre Dame is 5-1, of course, after that loss to Ohio State. The only team in the country that's played six games, Notre Dame. Ohio and Notre Dame were the only two that had played five games before last week. Um... Big one up in the Red River, Red River Rivalry, and it's the last edition in the Big 12 between two unbeatens, of course. Couldn't set up much better than that. Oklahoma taking on Texas. Number 12 Oklahoma taking on number three Texas. A couple of lower-ranked teams in the SEC. Unbeaten Missouri at 5-0. They had that upset over uh, Kansas State a few weeks ago. Uh, they take on an LSU squad that's really underwhelmed a little bit so far this year. A couple of losses for LSU to Florida State and Ole Miss last week. And then uh, Georgia Tech Taken on Kentucky at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Another Battle of unbeatens. Georgia's kind of skated by a little bit so far a couple times this year. Kentucky has had a really good year so far, and they got a running back. They got a dog back there in Ray Davis. He's a stud. 594 yards and eight touchdowns so far for the Wildcat running back. What's your number one pick from those four games?
2: Always love the Red River rivalry. I think that that is a really cool tradition we have in college football. That one is not it, though. Uh, Georgia-Kentucky really intrigues me. I think Kentucky are going to give Georgia a uh, a real fight, something that is not uh, unseen from Georgia this year. Uh, they've struggled just a little bit. Um I'm sorry, what was the what was the other one? The uh, other one Notre was, Dame, uh...
1: Notre Dame Louisville, number ten Notre Dame against
2: number twenty five Louisville. Also very interesting. I love Sam Hartman. I think he is a legitimate quarterback. He uh if he if he would have beaten Ohio State, he has a very, very well, we, we, didn't, we
1: didn't even mention how they had to Fight real hard to beat Duke last week. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but
2: Duke is a, good team. Duke is a I, I, good team. I think they beat a good Clemson team, I, I, and Duke at home is a very scary team. I but still
1: am very much of the opinion that if Notre Dame runs the rest of their table, if Notre Dame beats USC, if Notre Dame wins the rest of their games, they're going to be a tough team to keep out of the college football playoff. Yeah, I, I it's going to be
2: a very interesting conversation, but the choice is actually easy for me. Missouri-LSU is the most interesting game on this list by, by a long shot. Wow. I'm very interested to see how lsu responds after the loss to old miss and i think this missouri team is absolutely legit brady cook looks absolutely outstanding this year the quarterback for missouri he looks outstanding they a 5-0 team is an lsu team that's already lost twice off of big expectations really really interested to see uh what happens in that game uh that is a lsu favorite by four points mm. by the way i'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in my hot pick
1: ooh, just saying ooh, a little teaser oh, for yeah. the hot pick i like it i like it that game is uh... it's in missouri memorial stadium is the site of that Um, it's going to be bouncing in Mizzou. Uh, It's going to be a big time. I got to go Red River Rivalry. I mean, it's such a classic. Last time, it's going to be a Big 12 game. Quinn Ewers versus Dylan Gabriel. Very true. I think Oklahoma didn't come into the season with as many expectations. Last year was a little bit of a down year for Oklahoma. Now it's year two of the Venables era for the Sooners. And they've really started to put together. It's a complete team. Um, You know, Dylan Gabriel's played extremely well. Um, They've got a couple guys that are just really good Um, They're putting up 500 plus yards a game. uh, They've, they've looked really good. They've put up 50 points against Iowa State a couple weeks ago, or, or last week. Uh, they beat Cincinnati already. Uh, this is Oklahoma's biggest test, though, so far this year, and, and Texas is ready. Texas has been battle-tested. They've had to grind out a couple of wins here and there. They they beat Kansas, and pulled away late against Kansas, but uh, I, I think that I, I want to pick Texas, but Oklahoma's going to be there right until the end, and, and Oklahoma's very much gotten better than Texas over the last five, six years, so... Give me Texas in a close one there. But it's going to be a real interesting game.
2: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, I I have question marks about Oklahoma after that game against Cincinnati. I think they should have put up a lot more points against them, but uh, yeah, no, it's always fun to watch. I l- I literally love this game. I think it's one of the coolest
1: things in college it is, football the that co- we have. in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, yeah, uh, in the Cotton the Fair, Bowl. Texas State Fair is always there. Yeah, it's it's, it's it is a, an
2: awesome the, the awesome stadium
1: game. split as well with the red and oh yeah the red and uh uh orange, orange. yeah yeah you whatever. Know. So yeah, it, it should be a real fun game. We're gonna take another break here on the Sportsman when we come back. There should be wild card baseball today, but there's not. All four games or all four series, excuse me, are already done. We'll talk what happened in all four of those when we come back. You're listening to Sportsman live on WATH. Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. This week, it's a massive TBC Hawking collision as Tremble looks to clinch a share of the conference title against the Eastern Eagles coverage will start at 5 p.m. with football Friday kickoff with the coaches show at 6 30 and kickoff at 7. It's the Tomcats and the Eagles Friday on Pure Rock 105.
3: Hi I'm Connie Britton and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account, but it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger, Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over six billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong.
0: Down. Woo. Bengals!
3: Are you ready to rule the jungle?
0: Bengals fans, a limited number of single game tickets are on sale for all home games when purchased through the Bengals. With one of the most exciting atmospheres in sports, there is nothing like experiencing Bengals football live in Paycor Stadium. Limited single game tickets remain. Don't wait! For tickets, go to bengals.com to claim your seats before they're all gone. Come rule the jungle with us. <laughs> You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970-WATH.
1: This week on Football Friday Kickoff, with just three weeks to go in the regular season, it's time to get in the driver's seat and create your own destiny. We'll take a look at the special sibling connection that's propelled the Jackson Ironmen to new heights this season. And in our game of the week, it's a de facto TVC hockey title game as the high-flying Eastern Eagles travel to Gloucester to take on the Triple Tomcats. All this and more on Football Friday Kickoff, live from the Holzer Health System Studio, Friday at 5 on Pure Rock
0: 105
2: WXTQ.
3: What does Holzer mean to me? It's home. It's opportunity. It's community. It's a place where coworkers are friends and friends become family. It's a place that supports my community and a place where I know I can make a difference. Discover your opportunities right here at Holzer. Think Holzer first.
0: Hi everybody, I'm Jack Hanna. Since I was a boy, I've been fascinated with animals, especially their tireless work ethic. Just look at birds who gather supplies to build nests or penguins who travel up to 500 miles to secure food for their families. This work ethic is shared by our best friends, canines who perform life-saving work every day. Dogs comfort returning veterans. They work with diabetics, alerting them when there's a change in their blood chemistry. Working dogs are valuable in many ways. So please join me and American Humane in supporting our heroic working dogs. Go to AmericanHumane.org to learn more. Hands Travion Henderson, busting it straight ahead to the Penn State 30. Left side to the 20, Henderson to the 10 and into the end zone goes Travion Henderson on a 41-yard touchdown run. Hands to Williams, Williams at the goal line, grab, touchdown signal given, Mayan Williams. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Conference play resumes Saturday as Ohio State hosts Maryland. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 1030 a.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Local teams, local opinions, The Sports Fan, on 970 WATH.
1: Back live in WATH studios, it's The Sports Fan. Ethan Sergeant Max Brunke, got about five minutes of change left with you here. Let's talk a little bit of baseball before we get into our hot picks here. All four wildcard series are two game sweeps. Unbelievable uh, that all four are closed out. Two road teams take the victory, and two home teams take the victory. Let's take you through what happened yesterday in the World of Major League Baseball. Uh, first up in the AL, Rangers defeat the Rays 7-1. to Texas wins that series 2-0 on the road. An impressive series for the Rangers. Uh, they'll be looking to move on and continue to keep going after that dogfight that was the AL West um, all season long. Uh, and then the Twins for the first time since 2002 have won 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 a playoff series and won their first playoff game back on Wednesday since 2004 and they finally get a series for the first time in two decades they defeat the Blue Jays uh two to nothing between the Blue Jays and the Rays just one total run in four games not good for the AL East only one team remains after three entered the playoffs uh Yankees and Red Sox fans probably laughing at the Rays and Blue Jays expense but the Orioles still very much a factor and then over in the NL the road team in the Diamondbacks defeat the Brewers so Reds fans uh can rejoice Joyce says their division rivals won't be winning a World Series this year. The Brewers fall 5-2 to two to the Diamondbacks. Just a Brilliant pitching performance from Zach Gallen again last night. Uh, the Diamondbacks looked dangerous once again, and then the Marlins just got boat raced by the Phillies. It, it was Bryson Stott grand slam that kind of broke the game open uh, late in that one, make it three to seven. Nothing was an awesome atmosphere in Philly all night long. Then the Marlins just never really had an answer. So the matchups for the divisional series are as follows: The Rangers will head to Baltimore to take on the O's. Uh, that'll be Saturday at 1 over on FS1 and then the Astros will take on the Twins uh, that'll be Saturday at 445 on FS1 and then the NL will be on TBS on Saturday as well you got a you got a quadruple header basically in of baseball if you're interested on Saturday you might have to flip This is, I, I will say this is the best time of the year for sports you got Major League Baseball you got hockey coming back you got football in full swing you've got uh, basketball coming back soon. You got both college and uh, NBA coming back real quickly here. It's it's a great time of a year to be a sports fan here in uh, October. In the NL, you got the Phillies and the Braves. What a series that's going to oh, be. God. I, the rematch, uh, a match of probably two of the best three teams in the National League. Uh, and It begs the question, and it's something we don't really have time to go super deep into, but should the lower, because it's a set bracket in Major League, should it be lower seed plays high highest seed that's how i feel like it should be how it works in the nfl where lower seed plays higher seed it's not how it works in the major league baseball so the phillies who are a 90 win team are playing the braves who won 104 games and then the dodgers who are a 100 win team still very good as well are playing the diamondbacks who won six less games so the braves in reward for getting the number one seed play a harder team in the ds that doesn't make a ton of sense to me personally but it's what it is and that should be a great five game set between the phillies and the braves of course these all five game sets between phillies and braves dodgers and diamondbacks Max is the last one that gives us right into our hot picks. What are we thinking for this week, Max? Oh, I got it. Well, the game I was mentioning earlier is, uh, one of
2: them. I really like Missouri over LSU in that one. Um, it's going to be a, a, a tight contest. It's going to be a really fun one to watch. So, uh, I think that should be your noon game. If you're trying to decide, well, okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't realize red river was at noon, but, um, and maybe flip between those two, these are two great contests. Um, it's going to be an interesting SEC battle. But the, at my actual hot pick, I, I want—I like Akron at home over Ooh. Northern Illinois in the MAC this week. Northern Illinois is just not good enough at this year. Akron, underrated team.
1: Yeah, I will say before you put that in, DJ Irons is out for the year. Is he? So, oh, it, no. I <laughs> on that game. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, DJ Irons is out for the year towards ACL. Very unfortunate injury oh, for the Zips because he's an electric football athlete. player. I, I'm going to this game, and I know I'm going to regret this under 44.5. Both of these offenses are not good. Um, I, I like Sam Howell. I think that they could put up points, but Chicago's Oh, tonight's tonight, Yeah, tonight's, yeah, tonight's, tonight's okay, off. Yeah, tonight's sorry. game between the Bears and the Commanders. Both of these teams can't score. We saw this game on Thursday night last year, and it was bad. Um, I think we're going to see more of the same tonight. Football game you're most excited for this weekend in any sport as we close up here on The Sports Fan.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Um, I I think I'm most interested to see the result of the Steelers-Ravens game. See if Steelers can get the the upset. But uh, I I think I'm most interested in either uh, LSU and Missouri or uh, the Red River. I'm going
1: Triple Eastern tomorrow. That game's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Carl and Jacob will have that call. We'll be back on Football Friday kickoff tomorrow over on WXDQ. Ohio Bobcats on WXTQ as well at 3.30 on Saturday. It's been the Sports Fan for Max Brunke. I'm Ethan Sargent saying so long. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday evening in Athens. Happy homecoming.